Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning with Ask a Windermere Coach. And on occasion, I'll be joined by Nick Hansen, Doug Simcock, and Eric Thompson. On this podcast, we want to talk about how to create great work-life balance and epic customer service in the real estate industry. We hope you enjoy our podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, and welcome to Ask a Windermere Coach. This is where we tackle some of our toughest real estate questions. And so today, I'm super excited because we have Megan McGlynn with us. Megan, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, the reason why I have Megan on with us today is Megan is our social media manager for Windermere Services Company. And so she manages uh, the big the big Windermere piece, right? so every, all the stuff that Windermere as a company or as a franchise does in terms of our social media, our blog, all that type of stuff. And so, uh, and she's been with us for two years at Services, but with Windermere for seven years and so, uh, Megan, we're just pleased to have you on uh, the podcast today. And our goal is to help the listeners really kind of have a better understanding of this whole social media thing. Why is it important and what should I be doing? Um, so I'll preface it with this. Um, we get a lot of people that we coach that say this. They say, well, you know what? Um, there's so many things I've got to learn. And now piling social media on top of it, um, there seems to be a lot of moving pieces. So our goal today, talking with Megan, is to say, okay, how do we simplify this? And so we just kind of wanted to break it down into some sections. So we're going to talk, first of all, so maybe tell me if I was a listener today and, and I'm with real estate, why is social media important? I mean, what are your opinions on that in terms of why they need to have a voice there? Yeah, great question. And just to, you know, kind of validate some feelings out there, social media is really overwhelming. There's a lot there. And I think that it's really easy to look at what other agents are doing and uh, especially what other like influencers are doing. And it's like, how do I even get anywhere near that? Um, so I totally understand like that stress and that uh, overwhelming feeling of it. But when we're looking at why social media is important, it's because that's where people are going to be searching for you. You know, when people first learn about you um, as a real estate agent, they're going to want to get to know you before they even reach out to you. And social media is going to be the best way for them to do that. So as a potential client, they're going to go to their social media platform that they love. If they love Facebook, if they love Instagram, they're going to go and find you on that platform. If you do not have a presence there, then maybe it's not a good fit and that's okay. But if you do have a presence there, they are going to kind of stalk you. You know, they're going to go learn a little bit about what you're posting, what you're doing for your clients and who you are as a person. And that's where you're going to kind of do this. It's like a pre-sale honestly, before they even come and talk to you about what they need from you, they're going to learn a little bit about you um, through your social media. I love that. And I think you said a keyword there I want to pull out is you said they're going to go find you on their preferred platform. 
And I hear this a lot. Mm -hmm. People say, well, I mean, who goes to Twitter? I mean, I don't use it. Right. And so, <laughs> yeah. so just because you weren't using it doesn't mean that there's not an audience there. And so, um, yeah. there's, you know, and so I think that it's, it's critical in what you said, just pulling that piece out is that everybody listening, understand that it's not where you go that you should be posting. It's where the potential eyeball lives and, and we all have a preferred platform. So all the people listening today, you may be sitting there, maybe your preferred preferred platform is Facebook, or maybe it's Twitter, or maybe it's Snapchat, I don't know, or maybe it's Instagram, but you have a place where you like to go regularly where you consume information. And if you go there and looking for a service provider, as Megan said, and you don't see somebody there, then your brain may say just exactly what you said, well, they're not here, so they don't exist. Exactly. And I think too, it's important to understand your audience and who you want to be working with, and who you work with that feels the most genuine to you, right? This is going to be a really long relationship that you're going to have with this person. So making sure that you are genuine upfront and before you even meet them is going to be really crucial for your uh, lasting relationship as a real estate agent and client. So when you're thinking about the platforms that you go on and that you are active on, use those as your first you know, foot into the door of social media. And it's okay that you're not everywhere. Like I said, you know, like if they go to Twitter and you're like, I don't care at all about Twitter, <laughs> then that's not going to be a good match for you guys anyways, right? right? Like if they are a tweeter and you're not, I mean, that's already one thing that you don't have in common. So that's okay. Well, you know, I'm in that, I'm in that world. So I have a Twitter account and I, I hardly ever go there. I don't ever look at it. I post there. I have very little interaction. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I tr still try to put content on there but I don't interact there hardly at all. And not a lot of stuff comes to me from that world. So, um, so mm -hmm. I, I totally understand what you're saying. So let's, let's help them understand. So let's boil it down. So there's a lot of social media. So let's just look at, maybe if we can stack rank them today in terms of where we see, you know, a lot of people using it down to, well, if I had to scratch something off my list, this is probably one of them. So what would you say is like number yeah. one? Number one is definitely Facebook. It is the largest platform. still. So I think the latest number puts it at like, 1.1 billion monthly active users. So the likelihood that your potential clients are on Facebook is high. Um, there are people out there who do not like Facebook. I get that. Uh, I totally understand, you know, uh, kind of getting over that platform. And uh, so if you are not thinking about Facebook, Instagram is kind of the next biggest platform. And what I love about Instagram for real estate too, is like we have the best eye candy. We have our listings right? Yeah. Like that's, that's the stuff that people just can't get enough of. So having an Instagram would be the second best platform. Can I and ask you there, one question on that you know, on Instagram? So yeah, yeah. explain to the listeners, there's Instagram and then there's IGTV. Cause I, I, mm -hmm. they're, they're two different. I mean, they're in the same, but they're, they're different, right? What's, what's the difference? Yeah, definitely. So Instagram has um, several ways of posting videos to Instagram. Typically, it really likes photos and that's what Instagram is built off of first and then they added videos later. So now they have a few different ways that you can add videos and IGTV is one of those. So IGTV is another app. And the reason that they chose another app for that is mostly, uh, and this is just me speculating. I don't know anybody at Instagram who told me this, but this is kind of my, <laughs> you know. This is your, your semi-professional opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Um, so they chose that because that plat Instagram's platform isn't very easy to navigate for IGTV when you're posting it. So they made another app that makes it a little bit easier, a little bit quicker, um, and specifically for IGTV. So then you can scroll through that app and learn what other people are posting on their IGTV rather than going to the Instagram platform where you kind of get it in your feed every once in a while. Sometimes it'll show up in your explore feed, but IGTV app is more for that only um, longer form videos. Yeah. So IGTV videos are always going to be longer than that 60 seconds. Um, and if you post it um, from different places, I think you can get up to 60 minutes. I don't recommend posting something that's 60 minutes. It's a long video to watch on IGTV, yes. Keep it yeah, short and sweet. That's what I'm like, maybe we should look at, yes, exactly. Um, if you are creating videos that are longer than 30 minutes, I definitely recommend looking into YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I would agree. YouTube or but, Vimeo. Um, one, of the, one of those two platforms, you'd be better yeah. off. Yes, definitely, definitely. Okay, so we have so, Facebook. Um, that's one. Of what IG... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What were you going to say on IGTV? No, no. I was just, just saying the other ways to post a video is you can do a video that's under 60 seconds on your actual feed. And then you can also do a reel, which is uh, Instagram's response to TikTok. So those yes. are a few other ways that you I've can I've been do seeing videos. the reels. Uh, you can get caught up in yeah. the reels. <laughs> yeah, it's very addictive. You waste a lot of time. You can waste a lot of time in the reels. Um, all right. So we yeah. have Facebook, number one, Instagram, number two, and then you got IGTV. What's number three? Uh, number three, it, it kind of just depends on... I mean, where you are. So this is now where we're getting where it feels genuine for you to post. So if you are that person who loves Twitter and you are a tweeter, uh, you know, that's where you want to be. We also have LinkedIn. Um, and LinkedIn is going to be something that's a little bit more salesy than the other social media platforms. That's where you're going to be talking more about real estate and what you know and what you're doing in real estate rather than the, here's my personality and I like to do these other things. Um, you might also look into TikTok and Snapchat. Uh, those are uh, two platforms that are going to target a younger generation. So what you're probably what you'll probably see is those younger agents who are just joining real estate are probably going to be focusing on that because that's where they spend their time and that's where their clients are going to be spending their time. Yeah, and I know we do have some agents that are perfecting uh, marketing and TikTok. I mean, they've they've kind of figured out what they're doing and and i know we talked about this yeah. before we jumped on this call is my kids are like dad if you're not on snapchat or tiktok i mean come on dad you're old right and so, yeah <laughs> so but, oh, but for, so all, for all intended purposes today we're saying facebook's a great place to be instagram absolutely then you got possibly twitter or linkedin um out of those two you're going to decide and then we've got TikTok and Snapchat. Are there any, anything, anything else? You know, I, I know we see some agents do Pinterest. I mean, I know that's not so much social media, but it's, you see people have a Pinterest account, you know, or they have a YouTube channel. I mean, these are just other avenues, yeah. but um, they're not as, you know, as addictive, I guess, as you will, as um, say the Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitter, the TikTok, Snapchat. Yeah, okay. totally. And it, it always comes back to me for me is like, is my, audience is a potential client going to search for me there they're probably not going to go to pinterest or youtube to search for you yeah that yeah. being said um pinterest is probably going to be really great to connect with your current clients right when they say 
we're looking for this kind of house. We, we really love this, the modern feel. Create a pin board for them and share it with them and be like, I found these really great things. So just so I know that here's what you're feeling like, right? Like that's how I would probably use Pinterest as a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. And YouTube is going to be really great for search engine optimization. If you are creating content and putting it on YouTube, that's going to help you show up in a Google search. Um, so it just kind of depends on your uh, ability to create that content and your dedication to that content, because that is going to take quite a bit of time. Yeah. And, you know, I thought what we could do too is uh, in the show notes, you and I can talk about this, but I can, we can give some examples of some agents that are doing a good job in a couple of these areas and just yeah. link to their, their pages so they can take, they can see, uh, get an example of what some agents that are doing that are doing a real good job with this stuff. All right, let's do this. Let's take a, yeah, let's take a quick break. Uh, and then I want to come back and I want to talk about, uh, I want to talk about content specifically. Um, and then I want to talk about kind of cadence, right? And just, and, and then maybe some tools and resources. Sound good? Perfect. All right. All right. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. This is Michael Fanning. And with me is Eric Thompson. We're with Windermere Coaching. We thought we'd take just a moment to let you know a little bit about maybe how to get your feet wet into coaching with Windermere Coaching through the Windermere Path. Eric, tell us a little bit about the Windermere Path. So the Windermere Path gives you a call every week. You can join live or you can watch the recording. One of three things happen on those calls. You get a specific lesson that's taught by you, Mike, by Doug Simcock, by me, or Nick Hansen. The second thing that happens is we do live interviews with your Windermere colleagues. You can hear right from them about how they are implementing all the tools that we teach them in coaching so that you can be inspired by their story. The third thing that happens is you get to ask questions of us, things that are happening in your business right now, in your world. We help just to keep you on the, on the ninja path. Hey, Eric, it sounds like a lot of great content. So listeners, if you're interested in finding out more about the Windermere Path, simply go to windermerecoaching.com. Click on the explore button, give us your name and your email address, and we'll get back to you with all the information you need to get started on the Windermere Path. Thank you so much, and we'll return you to our content. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Ask a Windermere Coach. And today I have Megan McLenn with me, and she is our social media manager for Windermere Services. And we've been talking about social media and we just talked about platforms. We talked about kind of stack ranking, the importance of the platforms and why we should be there. And now we want to talk a little bit about content. Um, so when we, when we think about Facebook and Instagram and these areas, what are we seeing uh, is successful when it comes to agents content? Um, and, uh, you know, what's kind of the eye candy? What's, what's causing the eyeballs to kind of look at uh, what agents are doing? Yeah, definitely. And this is probably my most frequently asked question. Um, when I talk to agents too, it's just like, okay, great. So I have a profile. Now what? What do I now do? What do I, what do? do I share? <laughs> yeah. Um, and content is definitely that next step. Uh, so in terms of content, especially for uh, Facebook and Instagram, the key here is to add value. So anytime that you can share something that is valuable to your clients, that's going to be the highest engaged post that you could possibly create. So that can come in the form of you writing your own blog, you creating your own video. Um, if, if you want to create your own podcast. Right, yeah, your <laughs> um, podcast, yep. And, yeah. um, you know, any kind of content that you want to create is going to be the best content out there for social media. The second best is going to be something called curated content. So that's going to be linked to magazine articles, news articles, 
that you're getting elsewhere. elsewhere. So um, especially when you're grabbing it from credible sources. So I always try to go to like Forbes and Good Housekeeping and those kinds of magazines and online platforms that people trust already and then finding the content that you want to share um, to your clients from there. Well, and I also think, uh, and then on Instagram, got, oh, yeah. has got great curated content too, right? So uh, Mondays with yeah. Matthew, um, you can do the Windermere blog. We always have good articles. I also know that uh, Keeping Current Matters by Steve Harney got, got great curated content. And then um, I want to go back for a second. So when you said uh, teaching or, or items of value, um, there's a lot of agents out there that are doing, uh, so they'll take the curated content, but then they'll, they'll turn it into their own by giving um, some dialogue around it. So for example, they'll do a market update, yeah. right? Um, so Matthew Gardner said this, let me tell you how that pertains to this particular market. And so they're doing videos on their yeah. own, but they're becoming the voice, but they're using curated content to kind of give them the flow for what they're going to say, right? Absolutely. That's so great. Um, we do push out a lot of great content. Uh, the thing about the Windermere content is we try to make it as uh, reachable as possible for our entire footprint. So when agents are looking at that, they're, sometimes they'll be like, this isn't good advice for my clients. And to that I say, great, add your own advice. Take what we're saying as an inspiration and create your own advice and add to it. So that when Matthew Gardner says, here's a stat from the UX, you can say, and here's what it's like in your neighborhood. Right. And being that neighborhood expert is going to be the most valuable that, uh, the most value that you can add to your clients for sure. Perfect. So we've got, so we got uh, items of value is, is the most important one. And then uh, curated items of value. So you're grabbing somebody else's content that's been written uh, for that particular eyeball. And then you're, you're pushing that out. Okay. What else? So in terms of um, sharing that kind of personality and what it's like to work with you, definitely sharing anything um, about your clients, as well as uh, things that you're learning or things that you're doing in the field. So um, something, one of the pieces of content that I absolutely love to see because it really combines that storytelling aspect of here's what it's like to work with me, as well as, you know, here's an example, here's some proof of what it's like to work with me, are those client testimonials and client stories. So uh, with your client's permission, you can always um, ask them beforehand to take a photo of them and use that as a, a piece of content on your social media and tell the story of what it was like to work with them. What did they run into? Uh, how did you overcome that? What did you do as a realtor to be, you know, all in for these clients? Yep. And uh, those kinds of stories are going to be really engaging for people and really let those potential clients know, oh, look, like these two people really had a really great experience with this agent. I might have a good experience with this agent. Absolutely. So, so then taking kind of your, uh, you know, I always say this, if you have a challenge that happened in the business and you solved it, turn that into a story, right? Turn that into a story because what you're doing is you're now articulating to other potential clients that you have this ability to problem solve and you have this expertise in this industry. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I love that. No, that's great. Um, okay. So we had, so, so that's, so that's another good one. And then um, it, what about, what about just being a real person? Is that important? Like, yeah. like, Hey, you yeah. have a life. <laughs> yeah. Sharing your personal interests will help those potential clients get to know you on a personal level and find what they have in common with you already. So I've seen some really great agents out there who are like, I love to cook. 
And so they share what they cook every week. And they're yeah. like, here's my fancy recipe or my date night recipe or my, you know, breakfast. And they share that recipe and they share a photo or a video of them making it. And that's the kind of content that people are going to be like, this isn't related to real estate, but it's related to home. And yeah. his clients are likely saying, I'm getting inspiration from my realtor on what I'm going to cook this week. And what a great way to continue that connection. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, yeah, it's being real. And so what are your hobbies, right? I think that's what I'm hearing. What, what are the things mm -hmm. you love to do? Because that's going to resonate with other people that have similar hobbies. And we tend to trust people who are more like us, right? And so mm -hmm. like if you're in yeah. cycling and I'm into cycling and I need a real estate agent and I got referred to you and I see that you're a cyclist, then that may be where our conversation starts and we build a relationship yeah. off of that, right? Yeah. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Are there any no-nos? I mean, are there things you see that agents do that you're like, oh my gosh, this is not going to benefit you? Um, I think that there's, um, there's a feeling out there that I've seen that you have to be salesy, like all the time. Like mm -hmm. every single post has to end with, call me, talk to me if you are interested and do you have questions? I mean, that doesn't have to be the, uh, the post every single time. The post can just be here is my most recent hike that I went on and why I loved it. And the post can be, here's what I did for my clients. I'm so happy for them. And it doesn't have to end with, if you are looking to buy or you are looking to sell, call me. Um, of course, that doesn't mean you shouldn't ever say that. Right. <laughs> um, right, right, I think right. it's a really great, uh, yeah, I think it's a great rule to kind of do 80-20. So 80% of your posts are not going to have a salesy feel or a salesy call to action. And then 20% of your posts can have that ending to it that says, here's a link or here's my email or here's my phone number. And I was always taught the rule, uh, always give before you ask. Um, and what I mean mm. by that is, so if, if let's say that I have a great article from Matthew Gardner that talks about uh, home appreciation has been, you know, really, really robust. And so I put that article out there. At the end of that, I might say, and by the way, if you're not sure if you've had this type of appreciation, please feel free to reach out to me. I'd be happy to put together a proper review for you. So that's, that's, the, that's the sales part of it, right? But we don't do that until we've given. And so what I do is I give, because here's what mm -hmm. I see. Hey, home just closed. If you're thinking about selling anytime soon, call me, right? And so that yeah. has nothing to do with anybody that's not really sharing any great news unless I lived right next door to that house potentially. Um, you know, and so, yeah. and then you're, and then you're adding a, a call to action that is salesy. And so that's not a give before you ask, that's a, that's a tell and then an ask. And so um, I, I always think the great rule is that think about what you can give, like you said, give value, and then you can put an ask that's related to the value you just gave. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, that there's a way that you can have that ask without having to outright ask it, right? And saying, here's a blog post about the current market in this zip code. And it just goes to your website. It doesn't even have to say, contact me. They are already on your website and you are easy to contact from there. Yep. So that's another kind of way to sell yourself without really being salesy. Yep. All right. All right. And here's, here's the three taboos that I uh, had written down. Uh, politics, religion, and race. Yeah. Yep. Yep, absolutely. And that's not even just in your posts. That's also in the comments that you are on. You're commenting on other people's posts. All of that is public. People will look at your profile. People will track you down. Um, and worst case scenario, it gets to me 
<laughs> and then we have to talk about it. So um, for sure, keeping away from those controversial topics is always going to be your better bet. And whenever you feel that bubbling coming up of wanting to share your opinion or anything that you just learned, I recommend reaching out to somebody privately. Yeah. Like find that friend who you can talk things through with instead well, of I think, it on your... And, and I think this is important to say it because I get people say, well, oh, so Michael, what you're telling me is I can't have an opinion and I can't have my thoughts and my views. And I said, no, I'm not saying that at all, but I'm just no. saying that don't put it on the wall. Right. If you're not willing to have that conversation show up on a newspaper that everybody reads, then take that conversation offline with that individual and have as many debates as you want to have and take it as deep as you want to go with it. But don't do it in a public forum. I mean, because it's everybody's mm -hmm. watching it. Right. Everybody's seeing that, those things. And, and, you know, and this, it, I think, and also too, just a courtesy is that don't go blow up somebody's wall with your opinion either. Yeah, absolutely. That's that is going to add notifications to not only the person who's posting, all the other people who are commenting, like everybody who is on that post already will see everything that you're writing. And if that gets to a point where they're like, who in the world is this? They're going to uh, try to do something about it, um, especially with cancel culture these days. So it's yep. better to stay away from it and um, keep that to uh, your inner circle for yep. sure. Totally agree. Totally agree. So, so that's good. So, and then um, anything, any, uh, anything else that you've seen that agents have done that has been, uh, that has been great. I mean, I know video is, is, is a, is a hot topic right now and putting video out there. Yeah. Video is king and will continue to be king as uh, platforms continue to prioritize that in the algorithm. And when I say prioritize that in the algorithm, that means that it's going to show it to more people because videos keep people on the app for longer. That's the key. They just yeah. want you to be on Facebook, on Instagram, just a little bit longer. So they're going to share videos to you and they're going to share, especially on Instagram reels to you, which are that that's addicting. You know, you just can't yes. stop scrolling. Um, and so that's, uh, if you can get into the video, that is going to be your best bet. Um, other than that, sharing multiple photos and adding an image to your post is going to be uh, that additional step that you can take for each post that's going to make it that much more engaging. Okay. Here's one that always comes up. Uh, hashtags. What's the importance of hashtags? <laughs> well, actually, and explain to somebody <laughs> so what a hashtag yeah. is. What is a hashtag? Yeah. <laughs> oh, guys, were you there for my hashtag rant? Um, yeah. On, the, <laughs> on that <laughs> Yeah, some people right, really use so, a lot of hashtags. They do use a lot of hashtags. And so um, some background on what hashtags are. They were created by Twitter uh, as a way to categorize your conversation and connect it with other similar conversations. So the idea behind the hashtag is that it's supposed to be one, maybe a few words that summarizes the idea of your post and connects it to other people who are also having that same kind of idea or conversation around that idea. So it started on Twitter and then Instagram picked it up. And the way that Instagram used it is a very similar way of categorizing your post with other similar posts. So that's why you can search a hashtag and it will show you other similar posts. Instagram also, um, Instagram and Twitter have both optimized hashtags as a way to share, to show you content that you might be interested in. Like you used real estate or you searched real estate three times this week and it'll start showing you more content that has that hashtag to it. So hashtags are really best optimized 
on Instagram and Twitter because of that. They are not optimized on Facebook and LinkedIn. And the reason behind that is, like I said, they don't show you content based on the hashtags that you're engaging with. So if you engage with a post that says hashtag real estate, they, they don't even you know, store that away as part of your information. The only way that you're going to see that hashtag is if you search it. And, um, and that's the same thing on LinkedIn as well. So I don't recommend using hashtags on those platforms simply because it's not going to increase your reach at all. And the whole point of using that hashtag is to find people who are joining that conversation and interested in that. And if that hashtag isn't going anywhere, then there's no use in using it. Additionally, because it's not optimized on Facebook or LinkedIn, uh, there is a sentiment out there that will see that you use the hashtag and say, this person doesn't know how to use this platform. And that kind of discredits you a little bit on right. social Got media. It. So I don't recommend, that's why I don't recommend it. So what I'm hearing sure. is Twitter, uh, Instagram hashtags are indexed and used to uh, dish up more content like that. Uh, on on uh, LinkedIn and Facebook, not the case. And give an example, because we just did, Windermere just did a, a hashtag little scenario that you asked me to join in on. Tell us what that was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so on Instagram, we have a campaign going right now that's called hashtag more than just a home. So uh, it's a user-generated content hashtag uh, campaign. So what that means is that we're not creating that content as Windermere. We are searching out that content from users and um, you know, potential clients of Windermere. So when you share a photo of how home has shifted, and especially for you, you know, when you posted that, uh, how you have made those planters, I was like, this is how home has shifted. More and more people are doing the at-home farming thing and getting into it. And um, that quarantine hobby, you know, if you will. Right. And um, using that hashtag joins that giant conversation that's going on about how home has shifted. And in addition to that, because it's a campaign that we're running, you have the potential to show up on our page. Um, and in Western Washington, uh, there is going to be a potential at the end to show up as um, a billboard at one of the sound transit link stations. Oh, cool. Okay, that's great. So, and I saw, and, and, and yeah. I noticed as soon as I started doing that, right, I started seeing more of those hashtags being fed up in my feed and Instagram when I when I started posting those photos and putting that hashtag on Twitter. So yeah, perfect. Yeah. And that's, um, that's too, like, you know, if you post a photo of your home and you don't add a hashtag, Instagram doesn't know what it is. It's not going to show it to more people. It's not going to help uh, it give you more content. It's not going to serve you more content about home. So using that hashtag is going to help Instagram kind of have that little bit of knowledge about you and use that to serve you more stuff that you're going to be interested in. Perfect. So, so we, so we've got, so we've kind of talked about, um, you know, what we should be posting and a little bit about the, uh, you know, what we're doing there. My other question to you is this is, so if you think about what are the resources, so if I'm sitting here or not resource, excuse me, the cadence. So what's the cadence and in, in how often should okay. we be posting, right? Is somebody should posting daily? Uh, what, what do you think like a, a, an optimal posting cadence is? Yeah, um, unfortunately, the answer to that is depends. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, the key here, of course, is always going to go back to what kind of value can you add to your social media following um, and your sphere? So your cadence is going to depend on how often you can offer that value and when it's going to turn in, 
from value into something that's not as valuable, right? So uh, that's where you're gonna look at the quality over the quantity. So especially for people who are creating their own content, you know, if they can create content once a week and then fill in the rest of their week with curated, that's still going to add value, then, you know, go for it. I definitely think that that's great. Yeah. Um, for those agents who are looking for like rules around it, which I know that they are out there, they're like, just tell me what to just do. tell me what to do. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's what they want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on Facebook, if you can get up to uh, three times a week, I think that that's going to be that sweet spot between value and, um, and you know, quantity or, um, you know, that sweet spot between that quality and quantity where you're going to continue to give value without falling off that deep end of like, I just got to get this post in and I, I don't care what it looks like or what it says. Um, on Instagram, again, three times a week is uh, probably going to be your maximum. Uh, for Instagram, I recommend posting whenever you have something to post. It is okay to kind of um, go through dark periods if you don't have anything to post. That being said, though, there is content out there that you can continue to share, like client testimonials, like stories about yourself, your hobbies, um, and then you can also tap into regrams, uh, which is screenshotting somebody else's Instagram post and sharing it to your own page um, and also giving them credit. Got it. So that's like a, a regram. Yep. Uh, but the key is to give them credit. You have to tag them and you have to mention them in your caption uh, just to give them that opportunity to ask you to take it down. Um, and then on Twitter, I recommend once a day. Once uh, a day. And that's yep. going to be something that those, those people who are, you know, tweeters, um, they're going to be on that a little bit more often. And posting once a day is going to be uh, crucial for keeping that um, engagement up. Perfect. So and we then, have, you know, if we get into places like uh, LinkedIn, uh, you don't have to post to LinkedIn as often, but then TikTok, you know, if you can do once a day or even multiple times a day, the algorithm right. will love you. Yeah. yeah. And if you can <laughs> do a good dance or do a good, uh, a good <laughs> yeah. um, uh, lip read or whatever they, <laughs> all the crazy stuff that goes yes, on. Yeah. Know, those lip things and everything. Yes. It's crazy. Um, so, yeah, so what I, what I heard you say was Facebook three times a week, Instagram three times a week. Um, and you can also be a little more sporadic with Instagram if you, if you have good content to share. Also, if you're putting it on Instagram mm -hmm. and it's somebody else's content, make sure you give them credit, right? Yeah. Um, and then on uh, LinkedIn, we would just say maybe three times there as well. And then Twitter is daily because of, the, of that. One other question I have, I that comes up is I uh, heard this one time and I think it was Nicole Mangino who said this to me when we used to teach a social media content class is she called it the three P's. And she said, I make sure that when my posts consist of the three P's passion, profession, and personality. Right. And so, yeah, so there's a good mix. So it's not all, it's not all business. It's not all just fun. Right. And it's not all just me, but it's a blend of those three things. So it might be, Hey, you know what? Uh, Matthew Gardner's got a great uh, article that just came out this month on his Q Q1 report. Uh, by the way, look at us uh, on the lake with the kids for the Memorial Day getaway. And by the way, I got to tell you, um, we made a terrific, you know, uh, smoke brisket last weekend or whatever. I mean, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. And so you, you're, you're a balanced individual, so to speak. Yes, absolutely. That you are not leaning into one thing over another is um, definitely going to help people get to know you better, right? And you're going to continue to add that value. 
I think the three P's are a really great rule. Um, me and Todd do a Q&A session every month too, and he always brings up the three P's. And I just, I love that because it's such a simple rule that's really easy to follow. Um, the way that I look at our cadence and each week especially is making sure that there is that balance of different categories of value. So we share, you know, Windermere content, we share what it's like to live at home, decor, architecture, as well as personal finance and market news. So making sure that we're not leaning so far into, you know, just being living at home, but making sure that there's a balance between all of those categories throughout the week so that there's something there for everyone, right? And, you know, this came up the other day in a in dinner table conversation with my kids. And I thought I found it interesting is my son used the word noise. And he said, oh, there's some people dad, I mm. just get rid of because they just make too much noise. And it's clear they're not authentic and they're doing it to sell something. And it's, and I said, how do you pick up on that? And looking at it, he goes, oh, it's so obvious dad. And um, can, yeah. can, so here's my question. Can, can real estate agents make too much noise? Can they, can they be, can they be overbearing in the social media world? Yes, definitely. Um, I think that there are, um, it, it, going back to that kind of that sentiment of, I have to sell myself, I have to be salesy. That's going to be something that is going to feel inauthentic. And what I hear too is like, when people see that on social media, they think, oh, that's what I have to be. And I don't want to be that. So I don't want to be on social media. And I was like, no, no, no. Let's flood social media with those authentic, genuine people. Right. And and then kick those salesy guys out, you know, like this yeah. is what social media is about. It's about connecting with people. And if you're not connecting with people and you're not building that community um, with your sphere online, then it's going to look inauthentic to people who are not part of your sphere. And they're going to be like, I don't, I don't care about this at all. And this has nothing for me. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay. The last thing I think is really important. So they've listened to all this stuff. They go, okay, okay, great. So Megan's told us now that we need to be in these platforms and here's the content we need to share. Let's talk resources. So if, if I want to, yeah. if I want to learn how to get better content, what are my resources? Definitely. So the first place I recommend looking is the social media playbook that so we have specifically for Windermere agents. Um, it is behind our intranet login. So uh, when you go to windermereplaybook.com, it will ask you to log into um, the work. Um, and that's going to be a very thorough document that's all about social media. Um, it covers the uh, three main platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And it's kind of a launch pad for those who have not ventured into social media yet. But it's also a really great place for those who are on social media to kind of get back to basics and mm -hmm. remind themselves of that, um, those fundamentals that can help you find new um, sources of inspiration for your social media. So definitely recommend looking at that. There is one for offices and one for agents specifically. So you can look uh, And I'll put a link one. to that in the show notes um, for everybody too. Yeah. Yeah, okay. definitely. Um, in addition to that, on our hub, there is social media tips. Uh, and that is on the menu on the left-hand side. You can say, see today on social media and social media tips. So I post there. I try to get there twice a week with little bite-sized tips just to help you hone your social media skills. Um, in addition, the today on social media menu item is a syndication of everything we share to social media. So it's really easy to share from there uh, if you're looking for content. Okay. Um, yeah. And then also part of 
the strategy for Windermere social media is to make things shareable for our agents. So ultimately, everything that we post to our social media is something that you can click share, retweet, um, and, and so on, um, except for on Instagram, because Instagram's not very shareable. Right. But Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, anything that we post there is going to follow best practices for that platform. So all you have to do is press share. And I'll put links. So we have a Facebook page, we have an Instagram page, we have a Twitter page, we have a LinkedIn page. Any other, anything else mm -hmm. that Windermere has? Yeah, we can send them to YouTube, which is where we post um, our Monday with Matthew videos Perfect. and any videos that uh, we create for that. Okay. And last one, I, I, this comes up all the time. People always ask me about it and it's a whole nother, this could be a whole nother podcast, Canva. Oh my gosh. I hear Canva, 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 <laughs> Canva, Canva, Canva. So what, What's so great yeah. about Canva? Canva is Photoshop for dummies. Um, yeah. It is so user-friendly and uh, easy to use. And they have um, templates that can help you create any sort of graphic that you want. Um, in addition to that, we do have some templates that are Windermere focused. And you can find all of those in the Windermere playbook as well under the template menu item. Okay. And uh, that's where you're going to find those branded corners. We've got some ribbons um, and we've got some things specific for our marketing programs as well. Okay. So Canva, yeah, I think, I think we are working with ProDev on doing something for Canva, but they also have their own tutorials and stuff too. Okay. Yeah. Well, I hear a lot of, so I hear a lot of people, a lot of agents that are doing market updates uh, in Instagram are using Canva templates is what I'm hearing, right? Mm, so they're great. creating the template for the, for the market great. update in Canva and then they're posting it to their Instagram page. So, awesome. I love yeah. that. That's such a great way to reuse what we're already posting and, and adding your own flair to it. Yeah. Well, Megan, anything we missed? Anything, uh, any other nuggets of information you want to share or uh, any other resources or helpful items for the listeners? Um, yeah. Well, I'm just realizing that we didn't even really talk about how to uh, post your listings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, hey, well, yeah, the tell us how, be its what, own what, podcast episode. <laughs> how to post your listings. Yeah, definitely. So, um, so, so basically, you know, when you're sharing your listings, uh, the key here isn't going to be to sell that house that's on the market. It's going to be to sell yourself as a real estate agent to future clients. Um, it's great to share that listing and potentially find new people who are looking um, and especially to share with your sellers, uh, you know, here's what I, I shared and here's how many people saw it. And that's going to be really great information for them. But ultimately, it's going to be to get the next house, to get the next client and to earn their trust and earn their business. So when you're sharing on Instagram or Facebook, um, or also, you know what, even on Twitter or LinkedIn, if you really wanted to, I recommend having minimum two posts with your listing. So that's gonna be your just listed posts and your just sold posts. Perfect. And these are going to be the two minimum posts that you should have for your listings. But I also recommend in between listing it and uh, it going even pending or closed is also sharing a little bit something about the house. Um, that's where we get into that storytelling again, as well as that personality right. again. So. Um, what I really love to see is when agents are like, here's one room or one aspect of this house, of this property that I really love and I'm really passionate about. So for those 
gardeners out there. They're like, here's the backyard and this is just the best backyard you've ever seen, like total backyard gold. And like, here's what I would do with it if I lived here. And talking about that specific aspect as your personality reminds people that you have a listing on the market and adds that extra value for your sphere and your clients. Yeah, I agree with you. The ones that drive me crazy when I say, hey, just listed three bedroom, two bath, uh, open this Sunday. It's like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. You know, yeah. tell me something that's yeah, great. Yeah, give me more. Uh, you know, have a photo of you out on the deck overlooking Lake Union or, you know, or the, or the mountain view or whatever it happens yes. to be and telling the story about how wouldn't this be amazing? Can't you see yourself with having a barbecue out here with your closest 10 friends, you know, post-COVID uh, gathering? I mean, what, you know, tell a story, right? Get, pe- get people's Absolutely. imagination going. You know, three bedrooms, two baths, open on Sunday. There's no imagination there, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's what the MLS is for. Yeah. Like, exactly. let's give them something more on social media. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, one other thing that came up, I just thought about this that I want to ask you is because I see a lot of people, they say this, well, I post that stuff, but you know what? I don't think it's working because nobody's commenting. You know, there's, there's connecting and commenting, but then there's impressions. And I just know this from my stuff, you know, like I do my warmups and I can see the people that engage with it. But then I, there's a whole bunch of people that don't ever say anything to me, but then I'll run into them somewhere or it'll come up and they'll go, oh my gosh, I, I watch your warm ups every morning. And so don't just think because nobody's commenting or nobody's doing anything that it's not being seen, right? Can you kind of, there's impressions and then mm-hmm. engagement, right? There's a difference. Yeah, yeah, there is a difference. So um, impressions means anytime that the algorithm served your post to people. So that means that it was on somebody's explore page on Instagram or on their feed or on their, um, their wall, right. Or, you know, the, on Instagram or the Facebook feed, um, which is funny. Cause you said, wall, and I was like, I haven't heard the word wall in like ages, <laughs> 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 which is so funny because that was yeah. the original. Um, but you know, so that's how many times, um, somebody had the potential to see it. And then in addition to that, when you're looking at your insights, you're also gonna see reach. And reach is the um, amount of eyeballs that actually saw your post. So this is usually going to be less than those impressions um, or sometimes even matches the impressions, but that's going to be the number that I track the most that you might wanna look into because that's gonna be the people who literally saw it and like paused on it or did something so that Instagram is like, or Facebook is like, this person saw this post. So reach, reach is a really and then great from number there, yeah. to look at. Yes, I yeah. recommend looking at reach more so than impressions. Impressions is just kind of one of those really big numbers that, um, and, and reach really narrows it down. Okay, perfect. Um, and then from there too, you know, looking at all of the engagements, not just likes and comments, but um, saved and sent. Um, yeah. And those are going to be, so those are more for Instagram. Um, on Facebook, of course, you're going to have different kinds of reacts and comments as well as shares. Right. And the key there is to be like, what is this post really doing? Is this really something that I expect comments on? You know, did I ask for comments? Did I ask them a question? Because if you're not asking them a question and they're not commenting, I mean, that's because you didn't encourage them to comment yeah, right you, you didn't so create, you didn't create it, that uh that need for them to engage you didn't start the conversation yeah right you right. didn't you didn't open ask an open-ended question so uh when if you are looking for comments just ask that open-ended question 
And in addition, be sure that you're engaging with the comments that do pop up, right? Even liking them, but also responding to those yeah. comments and even just saying, thank you for commenting is okay. Right. Um, and well, in addition and a, too, and a, like as you continue to post. Well, I was yeah, saying, yeah. A side ninja coaching tip is uh, take online offline. So a lot of times what I'll do yeah. is if we go in down a conversation, then I'm going to turn that into an action item, whether it's going to send you a handwritten note or it's an opportunity to do a property review for you or an opportunity just to reach out to say thank you. Like, for example, I see uh, uh, friends of mine's kids now going to college and going to a university. Maybe that's an opportunity for me to go buy them a, you know, a Oregon duck shirt and send it off to their house to their child. Say, hey, congratulations on your son going to Oregon. Right. But it's taking online mm-hmm. offline to really give that deeper engagement, if you will, uh, or birthdays, right? I always say that, you know, instead of saying HBD, yeah. you know, it's, you can do a little bit more fun with it. You can do a video and sing to them. I mean, there's, get creative in your engagement, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, definitely. And that's not going to be something that you're going to measure, but it's going to something, it's going to be something that you feel. And two, yeah. you can use uh, your CRM tool to measure that and say, I did reach out to them for their birthday and I did send them a uh, shirt for their kid for their new college or anything like that. Right. I think that right. those are really great ways to continue that connection with your sphere. And, and but, um, gonna say the minimum too, too is just, oh yeah. Um, well, it just back to like the minimum of that too is uh, messaging them, DMing them and yep. taking that offline, which is a, a more private space. Uh, you know, especially if you don't have their address or their phone number, you can just comment or message them and say happy birthday or you know, for me, I'd be like, go Cougs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you know. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> so that, um, that taking it offline is another way to do that just on social media. But um, in terms of other insights to look into, I just recommend like as you're posting something and as you're creating a, a social post, you know, reminding yourself, what's the goal of this post? And uh, what do I expect people to do from this? And then you can measure how successful the post is. So if you are sharing an educational thing about market news or the housing market in your area, what are you expecting people to do with that? Do you want them to comment? Do you want them to save it? Do you want them to send it to people? Those kinds of things will help you as you craft the post so that your caption will always say something that uh, encourages them to do that. I always use the rule that if it doesn't speak to me, then it's not worth posting. Because if, if I don't even mm. find it useful, then why do I think anybody else is going to find it useful? Right. Absolutely. And that's a really great kind of little test of how genuine is this yep. post? Yep. How authentic do I feel sharing this post? And if I'm not even going to like it, then I don't feel genuine about right. it. Last thing. Um, a lot of times we find people that want to find a tool that can do multiple types of platforms at once. Is there anything that you recommend? I know I, I use the one that's in uh, Custom Express called... Um, uh, social HQ, but it, it still limits me on my Facebook, mm-hmm. but it is great for Twitter. It is great for LinkedIn. It is great for my professional page of Facebook. Anything else you recommend outside of social HQ? So we use Hootsuite, yep. H-O-O-T or S-U-I-T-E. Um, and that offers lots of different platforms. They do have a free version for, um, I want to say up to three platforms. Uh, they do make it hard to find. So you do kind of have to search around for that one. <laughs> um, other people have really liked Buffer and Later.com. What's and it called? Buffer? Finding the one. Buffer, B-U-S-S-E-R, and Later.com, which is L-A-T-E-R.com. Okay. Uh, 
Instagram.com. Oh, I've used later. Isn't that one for Instagram? It was originally for Instagram and now they have all of them, including Pinterest actually. Oh, awesome. Okay. So I will put links to buffer yeah. to later. Uh, I'll put in their social HQ and then also hootsuite.com. Hey, and if somebody wants to get more, I'll see if I can depth, find the free. What's oh, and I'll I'll try to I'll see if I can find the free link for you. Okay, yeah. perfect. So perfect. here's what I have: if somebody wants to have more in-depth uh, information from you or more resource, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, email is the best way to get a hold of me. So that's uh, Megan Micklin at Windermere.com. So M E A G H A N M A G H a n m c g l y n n at windermere.com i learned the uh the phonetic alphabet literally just for my name <laughs> <laughs> so it's <laughs> mike uh echo alpha golf hotel alpha november <laughs> mike charlie golf lima yankee november november Oh my God, that's hilarious. There you go. So <laughs> Megan McGlynn at windermere.com. I will put a link to that as well in the show notes. And then uh, last and final question, what book are you reading right now? Um, I'm reading Minor Feelings um, by uh, Kathy Park. Kathy, Kathy Park, I think. Um, it is all about um, her identity as an Asian woman and uh, the reckoning that she's had with that. So it's really great with the everything that's going on yeah. with uh, social justice. So Minor Feelings by Kathy Park. Yeah. Awesome. I think well, she hey, has Megan, a third name. I just can't remember it. That's okay. I'll look it up. I'll put it in the show notes too. Hey, thank okay. you so much for taking great. the time. I really appreciate it. Uh, always good information and uh, have a great rest of your week. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was right. super fun. Let me know if you ever need me again. <laughs> well, thank you everybody for listening to Ask to Windermere Coach. Uh, if you like what we're doing, please feel free to share this on, give us comments, let us know we're hitting the mark. And again, we always end with saying, uh, be awesome and help somebody make it a great day. Thank you. Well, we hope you enjoyed our podcast. We want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen. If you found it useful or helpful, please feel free to share it and also give us a rating. Also, if you think that Windermere Coaching might be right for you, please feel free to just look us up at windermerecoaching.com. And we'll end by saying this, be awesome and help someone. Make it a great day.